0: My name's JYB with Dean Foster from Meek Records and Epi. How's it going, guys? How's it going? How you
1: doing? Um, nice being here. Yeah.
0: So my first question is, what got you into weed?
2: What got me into weed? Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've been a medical patient since uh, 2013. Uh, Before that, obviously, I was dabbling here and there. I was always that kid hanging out at the skate park. That's kind of where it started, right? Recreationally, and then, you know, I got to the the medical side of things. Um, I had like a little bit of an issue with uh, prescriptions and opiates, so I kind of used uh, cannabis to wean myself off of it. Yeah. And you just dropped a single today. Yeah, the single's called Lidocaine. It's up on Spotify, everywhere you can find music. Google It's Epi. You can find all that good stuff there. Awesome.
0: Um, what's the effects on Canvas? What's for long-term... The effects? Yeah, the long-term effects on using cannabis. The long-term effects? Yeah. Like a long-term side effect, you yeah. mean? Like long-term side effects? Yeah. Or
2: benefit? I mean, to me, I would say more there's like a benefit to it uh, because you can use that um, instead of other illicit uh, substances. So, you know, being medical and cannabis, it saves lives at the end of the day. So, I mean, if we're looking at cause and effect, um, you know, it's a medicine that people can use. They've been using it for thousands of years. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I do work in the rec market. Um, So on that side, you know, we're able to uh, provide knowledge and education to people and choosing the right things and, you know, introduce the terpenes and all that good stuff to them.
0: Nice. Um, you have a couple songs about weed, to them are. Yep. Um, your album was about weed, weed man. Yep. And you work a highly job what's
2: the best part of working at So the best parts about working in uh, the retail space is actually seeing a lot of uh, mm-hmm. legacy people coming over to the legal side. So a lot of people I grew up, um, you know, studying stuff like that that came from medical or the legacy, coming to the legal market. Um, you know, it's all the people I looked up to. And um, yeah, it's been a great experience so far. Also being from the medical side, coming over to recreational. So yeah, it's been... Uh, been a great
0: time do you have any questions
1: Sam? not really questions but yeah, yeah. that like uh yeah. i've basically done the same thing i uh, uh i'm a little older than you so i was kind of like the hippie era where we smoked pot all the time right. you know so and then i kind of like grew away of it and the 80s came along and cocaine was introduced to the world and that messed everybody up. It messed up my life for like a whole decade. It just consumed it and everything. And uh, I developed some medical issues. I have MS, and diabetic, and and neuropathy in my feet. So I kind of went back into the whole marijuana thing. And I met a gentleman who had the first compassion club ever in Canada. His name was Grant Krieger. He was, uh, he was out of Alberta, and him and I started like talking and getting together and he started educating me on things and that and then i got diagnosed with ms and he had very bad ms so we got to kind of go through it and uh work our way in and then the whole just helping people is just that's that's what my drive that's my rush i get a rush out of like helping people in the music industry i get a rush about helping artists like achieve that next level shit and that and it's the same way with marijuana I don't even charge people for marijuana. I are like, uh, cancer patients, uh, many, many different things, uh, ADHD, uh, PSD. I had police officers' wives that used to come to my medical marijuana store that was an illegal one, and they would buy marijuana for their husbands because one of my stores was up uh, in, in, like, Nipawin, Saskatchewan, where the hum- tragic Humboldt uh, Broncos hockey team uh, thing happened, so those responding officers and that ended up having their wives come to the store to come and like the benefits are unbelievable. It's, uh, so, so yeah, I understand where where you're coming from perfectly because it's the same thing. Like I did way lots of bad shit and then actually had to come back to weed and weed actually saved me. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. What's the advice for someone that is trying to start out? Oh,
2: so for someone who's starting out, uh, the best thing is to study, study, study as much as you can, understanding the laws, the regulations, every province is different. Um, also as long as you have a clean record, um, you know, you're, you're good to go. For someone who's uh, kind of considered like a weed nerd in their friend groups, <clears throat> and uh, you know people would think it's, uh, it's uh, useless information, it's actually the best for the cannabis industry. So if you kind of um, if you have an interest in cannabis, even if you come from the medical side, it does help within recreational um, because at the end of the day, cannabis saves lives, and you know if you can provide the knowledge and education, um, and you just want to study about terps and cannabinoids, then you know it, it's wide open. Also, it's a brand new industry. You know we're only on year five right now in legality, so. It's still new, right? You look at, uh, you look at, um, uh, the, oh, what do we got here? Terps. Terps, right? (laughs) But if you look at the, um, the alcohol industry, you know, it's been around for so long and, um, cannabis is still brand new. So if you're eager and you're willing and you want to spread the good word about
0: cannabis, it's there for you. All right. Um... Is there a new album coming out? A new album? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we've got uh, Green Room 2 that's coming out. Um, and that's going to be a um, a collaborative album with a bunch of artists that I love and uh, have looked up to. So stay on the lookout for that probably early next year. It'll be coming out. So yeah, stay tuned. Always dropping lots of music getting back into all the different genres not just cannabis um, so yeah you can stay on, uh, on the look for that um what inspired you to get into music so what inspired me to get into music was to spread the word about cannabis that was that was the first thing i wanted to do kind of use a platform uh i've always been into music my dad actually used to work for rolling stone uh he toured with Bob Marley and the Whalers, he was a guitar tech for Peter Tosh. So, you know, music has always been around for me and I've used it as an outlet. Kind of like a a mental punching bag, so to speak. You know, started out doing underground hip-hop, went through all that, did the group stuff, I had my own label. um, And, you know, it just full circle. Music has been a hobby. It turned to a career for me for a while. I was uh, a touring artist all around North America. for the last couple of years, uh, until the pandemic hit, and uh, that's when I got into cannabis.
0: Yeah, I see. I have tattoos. Which yep. one was your first? So my
2: first tattoo, I was 13 years old, and it was this Wu Tang symbol. Uh, Wu Tang was my number one group growing up to it. So, yeah, man, I've been getting tattooed. Uh, you know, they say some people hang their art, and others wear theirs. And I'm someone that wears mine, that tells my story. If I look back at every tattoo, whether the quality is not the greatest, I remember those memories at that certain time. And which one's
0: your latest? The latest
2: yeah. uh, would be the one on my throat right here. So, this is a Visuda, yeah. uh, this is the chakra for communication. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, the right place for the throat, uh, you know, and uh, portraying my message, and uh, yeah.
0: Um, if someone's taking medication and the doctor are telling them to not smoke weed, but weed the helps them, should they keep on smoking weed? So
2: if we're looking at the medical side yeah. of things, um, you know, I'd always say like consult with your doctor just to make sure it doesn't um, agitate any medications or flare it up. Um, you know, so I would say like. With the recreational side, it's always there, so you can use it. But as someone that uses it for a medical purpose, I would consult with a doctor, kind of go from there just to make sure it works with them and the medication that they're taking.
0: Uh, your new single What Inspired Meat and the Rare?
2: Alright, so for Lidocaine, um, that kind of comes from my background. Um, You know, I had a a lot of ups and downs when I was younger, some problems with the law. So kind of that song is portraying the lifestyle that I used to live. Um, And then just kind of over like a beat that is, it's actually created by someone called uh, Raising the Crates. They're from Italy. I do a lot of work with them. Um, And so what kind of inspired that was just my old lifestyle. Yep. Um, What does your tattoos on your hands say? So on my fingers, um, it says stay free, uh, live life. So when I was going through um, like the jail systems and stuff like that, I always needed a constant reminder to that this isn't the the end result. Life does get better. So to stay free and live life is... uh, it's something I've been doing currently. Um, you know, getting away from drugs and being sober now. Um, it's just a constant reminder of where I come from and to live life. You know.
0: So, Dean, you are CEO of Make Records, yeah. and
1: Make um, Records been around for just few years. Yeah. Um, Actually, Mika Records came to about six months ago. Six months, yep. uh, I had another label before that and we had too many cooks in the kitchen and there was no meals getting prepared so uh, I cut loose from there with, along with one other uh, person from there which is Christine yeah. and we formed Mika Records and that whole time we had been with Cousin Floyd with local local royalties but when we cleaned the house we got rid of everybody on the label, except for Cousin Floyd. He's got some mad, mad talent, so... Yeah. And the whole group of lonely boys that I've met and everything, like there's some really talented fucking musicians in this state, you know? Yeah. There really is, and I think the ones that don't know it the most is themselves, yeah. you know? I've yeah. met quite a few uh, musicians in the past uh, couple days that are so talented, but have no clue whatsoever how talented they really are, so. Any s- touring stories
0: you guys tell? Oh, touring stories? Yeah, I got lots of touring stories, so... Uh,
2: I guess the the one that most people know me for is, uh, you know, I've been a part of Battle Ox Warriors for 8 years. Um, I did a lot of tours with Madchild, um, with uh, La Coca Nostra, with Slain. Uh, Demrick, and um, yeah I guess like the most memorable stuff is was being able to uh, travel across Canada and uh, seeing different markets and kind of understanding how to uh, treat this as a business you know I learned how to sell merch um, connect with the fans you know be one-on-one with people and then having that large platform uh, you know I made a lot of fans through that Um, I mean, I could go on all day about tour stories, but I guess the most memorable is going out on tour with these, uh, you know, Juno-nominated, award-winning artists, and uh, really just learning the business, the insides and outs. Uh,
0: When you started out as a battle rapper, how hard was it?
2: Uh, So I never did battle rap. Um, I was part of Battle Axe Warriors, so it was a uh, it's a worldwide organization, and uh, basically it was everyone that um, shares a common um, appreciation for underground music, um, people who are about the arts, um, you know, extreme sports, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I did dabble around the uh, the battle rap community, uh, especially like Beast Mode. So a group I used to be in it was called Northern Minded and Ree and I were in a group together. And so, reality, he, you know, eventually climbed the ranks and became the Beast Mode Champion. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the guys now that still run that league, I'm really good friends with, we came up together. Uh, so yeah, I have been in and around the battle rap community for sure. And you're sort of like the co-founder of Rolling Boys. Yeah, I guess you could uh, say I'm one of them, yeah.
0: yeah. Where? With-
2: Yeah, so my main thing was kind of being like a creative director Um, and so now you see like the Lonely Boys logo and the O is always different, it's some different symbol. So I was actually the first one to change the Broken Heart to a weed Leaf. Um, So that kind of was, uh, it it kind of paved the way for the artists to have their own symbol that kind of represents what they do with music. Um, So yeah, I've been there since uh, the early days watching Roddick grow as an artist. Uh, you know, being in the local industry um, and just coming up in Barrie. There's a lot of great artists and, you know, we thought instead of um, trying to go against each other, we came together and uh, basically Rada created Lonely Boys and I just brought the uh, the attention and the vision to it. So that's pretty much my what I've had going on with Lonely Boys from start. And
1: that's And that's pretty rare. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty rare in this industry that... Uh, you get people that come together because usually they're in the street everybody's too busy stabbing each other in the back man, and like, Cut. and as soon as they see you succeeding then they start some bullshit drama with that oh, to try to knock it down with that so for me to come and to be able to see this like in person, like I flew in here the day before yesterday and I see this and it's like this is a tight group this is rare, this is special, sick could be done here. Um, the biggest thing is they all don't have the same amount of drive. Yeah, you know, that's correct. Gonna, if they had, if they were like on the same wavelength together, these guys would like blow up internationally, like literally. But uh, so they just, they just need to figure out who wants to like be in the Lonely Boys and rock it, You know what I mean? And yeah. Who wants to do it as a hobby when they're in town?
0: Uh, yeah, 100%. Are you planning on going on tour soon?
2: Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm clear, I'm able to travel into the States, I'm able to travel everywhere now, um, so yeah, like definitely that's something I w- I'd like to look into. Um, I think a big amount big of my fan base is in California, uh, and especially doing like cannabis music and uh, working in retail space, that's definitely somewhere I would like to visit and do shows in and uh, kind of build my name up a little more in cannabis.
1: Um, I can help you with that. My son-in-law's cousin is uh, Mike Tyson's business partner. Oh, wow. In in their weed farm up there. With a Tyson ranch. That's awesome.
2: Uh, That's that's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. It's about connecting. It's not working against each other. It's working with each other. Yeah.
0: What inspired Whitney and that song? What inspired Weedman? Yeah.
2: So what inspired Weedman was uh, myself, I tried to get into cannabis so much, like being an artist that would perform at all of these events and such, I tried so hard, and then eventually when I got both of my feet into the industry, there was no one performing, at all. So what I did was... I kind of fine-tuned my music more to the cannabis stuff. I have a lot of uh, references for cannabis, um, a lot of medical stuff, a lot of recreational stuff. So kind of what uh, led to Weed Man was doing a collaborative uh, project with a local uh, extractor in town. Uh, He goes by Jolly Roger. So him and I came together. Um, We did a collaboration on a concentrate line. And myself and Sol Doc, we both had a strain together. And that's kind of how we met each other, was through weed. And uh, yeah, so what inspired Weed Man was literally the weed, man. You work in a retail shop, what is the called? So I work at uh, Graffiti Cannabis in Barrie. And that is a, uh, it's a private store, it's not a franchise. Uh, we're more brick and mortar. We focus a lot on uh, craft cannabis and directing people to uh, good products.
0: You performed at a weed show in Toronto. Yep. Me. Tell us about it how you became performed here.
2: Yeah, so I get invited out to a lot of uh, uh, cannabis expos um, and then also uh, weed markets. So. Just performing at that, I, I have a lot of fans and a lot of friends and family who are in cannabis regardless. So just having the platform um, and, and working in that, I'm always there for networking and I'm there for a good time. The funny thing I will tell you though is performing for people that are stoned is very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's sitting there, you ask them to make noise and they smile and they giggle. Right? So, for me, I think it's awesome, you know, and having like medical patients there, you know, people that uh, may not be able to uh, have access uh, or accessibility by wheelchair or anything into a bar or a club, um, you know, I, I really like doing uh, performances outside, and the event went really well, it was at Hall of Flowers, they're a big, uh, they're, uh, they're a big chain that's all over California, um, so yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I met a lot of uh, new faces, familiar faces, and yeah, just uh, anything cannabis and music and art, that is who I am, and that is, is what I
0: do. Well, should we cut it short, or
1: keep on going? Well, yeah, it was pretty good, I think, yeah. okay, We can wrap her up, and yeah. uh, it's gonna be a good night here in Barrie tonight. Cousin Floyd, the Lonely Boys, a bunch of ours playing I flew in from Saskatchewan and I'm pretty excited to see this. I'm pretty pumped for this. So it'll be my first time seeing Mika Records recording artist Cousin Floyd perform live. Yeah. So uh, I'm stoked. I want to like, let's party. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. Let's bulk up. Uh, get some stuff at the...
2: Yeah. Shout, uh, so this right here, shout out to Big Boss. You already know what it is. Big up guys in Toronto. Um, yeah, and I just want to give a shout-out to Shot By Milk, Dean from Mika Records, Jack from JYB, and this is Epi, and make sure to come by, it's the guy that gets you high.